over these days in these morning sits, as we've said, we'll be gradually expanding the instructions to include more aspects of our experience. As we go through this expansion of the instructions, it doesn't mean that now you should be experiencing whatever it is we're talking about. Of course, for all of us, everything is happening all the time. The body is sensing, we're feeling, we're thinking. But there's a benefit to keeping the practice fairly simple as we begin a retreat like this. So that's always the invitation or the possibility. Just the simple awareness of breath or body or sounds, some combination of those foundational practices as places to return to, to steady, to stabilize the attention. But as that process of stabilizing happens, it becomes more possible for us to open up to include more complex aspects of our experience. So this morning, we'll be including the field of our emotional life, all of the moods and states of mind, emotions that come and go through the day, through our time here on retreat. But as I said, it doesn't mean that you know, a moment ago you weren't having emotions and now you should have them and be mindful of them. They're just uh, pointers to different ways of being with experience that you can use as best suits what's actually happening in your direct experience. And this first foundation of the body is so valuable, so important. As I said last night, the Buddha really encouraged it as a place to ground the practice, to begin the practice, but we carry it all through our practice because the body resonates or reflects all of these other experiences that we're having. Certainly we can be mindful of the body, not just in sitting, walking, standing, lying down, but as the Buddha instructed, through all our different daily activities. But the life of the mind, the moods, emotions, thoughts, also manifest in the body. So we we don't hold them as separate. We really um, bring our awareness into this whole field of experience. But today, particularly highlighting the emotional world. So we start with this first foundation of mindfulness. There is a body sitting. Mindfulness to the extent necessary to know there is a body. Such a simple way to practice, but deeply profound. As Munindraji would say, if you sit and know you're sitting, all of the Dharma will unfold. The steadiness of attention to the direct, felt experience of the body sitting. But even as we notice the body sitting, there's of course how we're relating to that experience, the attitude in the mind. Can we bring a kind, interested, gentle attention to the experience of the body sitting? And this kind attention invites the body to relax, soften, release. So again, finding the ways that help you settle in to the stillness of the sitting posture, 
but inviting the body to be as comfortable as it can be right now. Using the breath to open and expand or enliven the body on the in-breath, and then on the out-breath, a relaxing, a softening. Checking into those places in the body that you know you often hold unnecessary tension or tightness in the face, around the eyes or the lips, the throat or shoulders. Moving the attention in this simple body scan through the different manifestations of body and inviting relaxation, softness, ease. The torso, the arms, hands. Chest and belly. Shoulder blades and back. Pelvic region and down through the legs. Checking in with your posture that the spine is relatively straight, upright, the sense of alertness, wakefulness in the posture but also that softening, this balance of of body. Being receptive to sounds, if that's what's predominant in your experience, soft inner sounds, sounds in the room or outside displaying the nature of the three characteristics, impermanent. Always changing, not in our control. And then as is appropriate, what feels right, if it's a practice that you use, letting the breath become more in the foreground. This very soft attention to the in-breath and out-breath. At times it can be helpful to invite the breath to be a little more comfortable, especially as we begin a sitting. We often talk about having a natural breath and that's the uh, useful way to practice. But as we settle in, just allowing the breath to move in a way that invites your attention, invites a sense of receptivity to the breath, 
allows the body perhaps to be a little more comfortable. Softening in the belly perhaps. Allowing the breath to be whatever allows this sense of connection, a little more full, a little softer. And over time you might let the breath just assume its natural rhythm. These are all different options for settling into the meditation. And then as we're sitting here, breathing, steadying the attention through connection to the present moment experience of body, breath, sounds, moods or states of mind, emotions will flow through. Sometimes they're very subtle in the background Sometimes they can be strong, challenging, overwhelming. John spoke the other night about the hindrances, which often come with emotional content, fear or anger or loneliness, sadness, wanting. And then the positive, wholesome states of peace or calm or joy gratitude, compassion, kindness. These can be known, held in mindfulness. Every emotion has, is a constructed thing. It can have a mood or a flavor in the mind. Perhaps we can recognize that. It often has a story or some thoughts associated with it. Can we name, recognize the the thought, the type of thought, not the content so much, but the type of thought? Sadness or fear or worry. peace or calm. And then often there's a resonance in the body, especially if emotion is strong. We can feel the life of the emotion reflected in the body. These resonances aren't always clear and easily determined. It's not like they have flashing neon lights that say, this is anger, this is fear. But just the interest or the willingness to drop the attention into the body, not so caught in the content of the story around the emotion, allows us to be more mindful, creates that little space where we can know this experience without being so lost or identified. So we're just curious, how is this 
showing up in the body. Tightness in the belly, away the face, moves or the lips or the jaw, the heart beat changing, experiences of contraction or pulsing or heat, tightness. This curiosity, this felt sense of this emotional expression. Oh, this is fear or sadness. Or loving kindness, benevolence. We don't try to repress or push away the emotions but we also don't feed the story, the identification. Can we hold it, open to it with this kind, interested, gentle attention that knows what's happening, present moment experience, but stays connected here and now to the direct experience? will often be pushed or pulled into past or future. And every time we realize that's happening, can we just say, ah, how is this feeling right now? How's the body? How's the heart? How's the breath with this wave of emotion that's passing through? And often with each emotion, there's the emotion itself and how we're relating to it. We can be lost or identified with an emotion. We can be fearful of the emotion. We can be attached to it or pushing it away, or we can be curious about it, interested in it. So also noticing that, how are you relating to this experience? Can you know it clearly? Recognize it, give it a name. And we all go in and out of that clarity, that kind of mindfulness. We'll be lost for a while and then mindfulness will return. We'll remember to be mindful, sati. And then we can just check in, what's happening now? How is this experience? What's happening in the mind, the thoughts that are happening? How is the breath? How is the body? What is this experience? How am I perceiving it? How am I aware of it? But often in meditation, there's not much happening. Sometimes it can be helpful just to note simply calm, and quiet, spacious. What does that feel like? But then if we are experiencing something stronger, one of the hindrances or positive emotions, our practice is to recognize that experience, accept or allow it, it's here. It has a life. The causes and conditions have invited this experience 
to manifest. We can get interested, even become intimate with it, know it directly. But ultimately, it doesn't define who we are, non-identification with this experience, and to know that it's nature or natural, that this mind-body goes through these waves, these moods, states of mind, emotions. So we don't have to judge or blame, hold on to or push away. This is life manifesting here and now.
what's happening right now. If someone were to ask you, could you say whether there was a state of mind or a mood or an emotion present? States of mind like sleepiness or dullness or restlessness, calm or concentration, moods that are more subtle background, emotional experiences, perhaps sadness, frustration, boredom, disinterest, or stronger emotions like fear or anger, love, wanting. And if something like that is present, how is it expressing in the body? Sometimes we're lost in thought and we don't realize there's an emotional content to the thoughts. Thoughts of future, there's planning or worrying or anxiety or excitement can impact the body as well. Thoughts of the past, regret, sadness, anger, blame, shame. These can express subtly in the bodily experience just with the set of the eyes or the mouth, the way the breath is. Getting curious about these experiences, especially the subtle ones, and our relationship to them. We leaning forward into them, liking them, giving them energy, or pulling away, fearful, aversive, or really not knowing, not recognizing, spacing out, even though this experience is here. So this curiosity, what's happening? Always willing to start again, connect back into the felt sense of the body sitting, allowing the breath to be known, and then seeing what's here, what's happening.
I've been talking a lot about the value, the importance of mindfulness of the body. And it is valuable and important, the first foundation of mindfulness. But ultimately, we have to realize that what we're training or wanting to understand is the mind. The mind and how it relates to these experiences of body, how it relates to moods and emotions that comes through, that come through. So paying attention to thoughts, moods, states of mind, emotions is incredibly important because it's through those that we create our reality, through those that we find awakening, freedom, and also where we suffer. It's the mind. So bringing this into our practice is extremely important, but using the body to help us connect and ground in those experiences so we don't get so lost or identified. And it's interesting that the Buddha pointed us to this practice 2,500 years ago, the power of naming, knowing, emotion, states of mind. But now we know it's true because science has affirmed it. So I love that all these... um, this all this research is being done that's basically really affirming these teachings and practices. There was a study not so long ago where they determined that people who could name their emotions, just say, oh, I'm angry, or this is fear, really had a very different relationship to those emotions, a, a, a little more space, some, some freedom, more ease around them. So this is the heart of what we do here. But what you will come to see, if you don't know already, that for most of us, difficult, and Rick Hansen, the, the, um, he, he does, writes on meditation in the brain, he says, for most of us, our minds are like Velcro for difficult experiences and Teflon for good ones. That if something difficult ha- happens, if we're having a difficult experience, our mind sticks to it. We dwell on it. We identify with it. We take it to be who we are. And we forget the three characteristics. We think, I'm always going to feel this way. Oh no, the rest of the retreat, I'm going to feel sad or lonely or bitter or whatever it is that we're feeling. We forget impermanence. So the practice is just to see that this experience too is conditioned, constructed. When conditions change, it will change. It doesn't define who we are. And for the positive or the wholesome emotions like joy or gratitude or love or kindness, um, often we need to remind ourselves to really let them in, to feel them. That uh, we often think, oh, it was just an accident that happened or was here yesterday but I'll never know it again, you know, just hello and goodbye. That there's a beauty and even a necessity in embodying those wholesome, positive experiences, really feeling them and letting them in. So it's an important part of our practice and we don't just do it here in the meditation hall. Your emotions don't start and stop as you walk in here, and I'm sure you're aware of that. So in our walking practice, is there a a state of mind that's present? Is there calm or interest or at least some degree of acceptance or equanimity? Or is there a little bit of frustration or resistance or boredom or agenda? Can we know that? Certainly if something stronger is happening. So we bring the mindfulness in there too. And perhaps even more importantly, in the in-between times, in your yogi job, or as you're in the lunch line and someone's taking a long time with all the salad fixings, 
what's happening? You know, what's happening in the mind and heart? You're just standing there, right? There's often a lot of standing in that line. Can you just breathe and feel what you're feeling and not believe that story? Just arising out of conditions impermanent. And you can see as you shift your relationship to it, often the experience can really shift as well. So including um, our emotional life, the states of minds, moods, emotions, as we go through the day, just very simply, again, you don't have to make a project about this, but to bring more attention because we are pushed and pulled by these experiences but often don't know that that's what's happening. So bringing it into the light of awareness. So we have some time for questions now, if there is any about the practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.